Welcome to the episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm here at Weaver's Orchard, and it's a beautiful day in late August, though I think you're probably going to be listening in September, which is like peak apple season, September and October. And I'm, this is an on-the-road episode, so I'm really excited um, for two very special guests today. Um, and we're at the farm, so in case you hear tractors or um, other things driving by, this is a live um, recording at the farm, so you'll just have to roll with it. So thanks so much for tuning in, and I have a very special guest with me, Julie Bancroft, and Julie works for the Pennsylvania Apple Marketing Program, right? Yes. And you're based out of? Based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, and you, what do you do with the program? So I'm the executive director. Um, our program, we're a two-staff member um, organization and um, with a board of nine grower members. Okay. One of what, Ed is one of our board members. Um, and uh, we are actually, we're an independently run organization, but we're based in the Department of Agriculture. Um, so it's a grower-funded program, and it's intended to um, take those funds to reinvest in promoting and marketing Pennsylvania and Eastern Apples, and um, that we do that through materials for growers, educational tools that growers can use at their own organizations, uh-huh. um, but also through advocacy through national groups. We're also members of the U.S. Apple Association and the U.S. Apple Export Council, so we're also making sure that our growers are represented at the national level on issues like labor and um, even just consumer education. So this leaves me with a lot of questions to start because you're talking about advocacy, um, supporting local growers, um, and providing materials and support, and then getting involved nationally. So here today at Weavers, like I'm looking at the stage behind you, Mm -hmm. like you have your um, table set up, so you're going to be doing a recipe, a simple recipe for fall, because yes. I saw Brussels sprouts and kale. Yes. And then at the table, they'll also be sampling um, apples. Yes. And in addition, you have a lot of information, like a lot of flyers mm-hmm. about different types of apples, the flavors from slightly sweet to tart, and then you have recipe cards. Yes. So you provide a lot of help for consumers then with what to do with apples, aside from apple pie. Exactly. Right. right. We want to educate consumers. You know, I think in the past there might have been a sense that there's red apples and green apples, right. but it's so much more complex than that. There's there's almost 100 commercial varieties in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, you know, there's so many different flavor profiles, and that's why sampling is wonderful. And especially at a farm market like this, they're going to have even more varieties than you're going to find in a grocery store. So we do have a lot of consumer education tools um, so that we can educate the public and let them know, you know, not only about the different ways, the different flavors, the different ways to use apples, and also all the health benefits of apples, but we also make these materials available to our grower members um, so that they don't have to use their own resources, um, time, financial resources to create those materials. Mm -hmm. We provide them for them. So when you talk about 100 different varieties that are um, more popular, that are more common in the state of Pennsylvania, what are some of the, that you think, what are some of the underappreciated? Well, my personal favorite underappreciated apples, and unfortunately um, some of them are probably won't be able to be found, uh, especially in grocery stores soon, um, are Cameo, oh, okay. um, Brayburn, and John and Gold. Oh. 
But those are really varieties that have lost their consumer appeal for whatever reason. Um, that tends to happen just like the Red Delicious used to be the most popular variety in the United States and now growers are pushing out those trees. Um, and it just consumer tastes change. But you know, um, at a at a market like this, I know Ed was talking about Autumn Crisp. That's a newer variety, and that's very popular. Honey Crisp, people love Honey Crisp. Oh, I mean, yeah. growers can't get enough Honey Crisp trees planted now. Really? It's really yeah. It's it's um, just has so much consumer appeal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but there's so many what I call farm market varieties: Zestar, Pristine, um, Crimson Crisp. And there, so, you know, I think it's really great to do something like this and come out and try apples because there, there really is an apple for everyone. There right. truly is. Uh -huh. I mean, there's a, you know, whether you like sweet or tart or spicy or, um, you're going to be able to find an apple that you love. So finding an apple and experimenting with these, especially the ones that you've mentioned, because I've heard of them, the Cameo, Braeburn, and John Gold. And if you're saying you probably won't be able to find them in a grocery store, I'm pretty darn sure you can find them in, at the local growers' farm markets, right? Yeah. So we're here in southeastern PA. Um, you're out in Harrisburg, between Harrisburg and, Pence, and between like Berks and Lancaster counties. There are a lot of um, smaller growers. Right. Um, with fabulous orchards, and then there are festivals, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, it's going to start to be apple festival season yeah. right now. I mean... Gettysburg, or out in um, the National Apple Harvest Festival. Yes, yes. Are there any other ones we should, like, put in the calendar that you know of, off um, the top of your head? I don't have... I can't think off the top of my head, but we on our website, PennsylvaniaApples.org, we do have um, all of... We encourage growers to add events. Yeah. If we're not aware of them, we encourage growers to add them too, so that it's a repository for all yes. kinds of apple events. Um, and what's so the website? PennsylvaniaApples.org. PennsylvaniaApples.org. Yes. Okay, so you can go there for recipes, for um, the events, the fall events, festivals, yeah. and probably a lot of apple picking events, I'm sure. Yes, right? yes, yes. Um, and you can also, there's a tool to find uh, an orchard nearby as well. Uh -huh. Oh, so, good, like yeah. a little interactive map? Yeah, yeah, a little search tool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are some of your uh, favorite, because I'm sure you love apple pie, apple crisp, right? And I saw a recipe for apple granola bars okay. on the website. That yes. looked really good. Yes. But what are your, some of your favorite, like especially savory recipes? Um, I, to be completely honest, am not a big dessert person. Uh -huh. So I, and I feel like apples are underutilized in savory recipes or in fresh recipes. And that's what I'm doing today, a salad, because that's how I love apples. They, they pair well with so many other fruits and vegetables or even meats. And um, so, you know, I think even just... It's as simple as sauteing some some sliced apples, you know, with a tiny bit of sugar or honey and water and, and topping some grilled meat with that, you know, there's still some grilling season left. Um, another thing I absolutely love, and again, this isn't a recipe per se, but pairing apple and uh, apples and cheese. And, right. you know, and that could be a baked brie or it could really just be like a sliced hard cheese and an apple slice. Mm -hmm. and, and again, I, I don't think, I think that pairing is sometimes underappreciated. Mm -hmm. So do you pair, when you pair the cheeses with the, um, 
with the apples, do you do fresh or do you caramelize it like that and maybe make a compote? Or do you do... You could do, you could do either. Um, I, I like it fresh, um, mm -hmm. but it's also so simple to just, you know, caramelize some apples on the stovetop right. and, um, and do that as well. Um, I mean, that's the beauty of apples. They really translate to pretty much any any use um, but I'm trying to think if I've made any savory apple we have um, a savory popover um, recipe? yes okay. and, and, and it incorporates some Gruyere cheese mm -hmm. so yeah there's all kinds of ways to, to experiment with apples and I encourage people to do so and recipes of course on the website yes of course okay. yeah do you mm -hmm. have um, like links on the website for the apple pairing with the apples and cheese I don't and that's okay. actually a really good idea that's something I should do that would be because I would love help with that yeah, Especially with all of the varieties that you can pick up at the orchards. Yeah, but I mean, I would honestly, I think some of the fun of it is just experimenting with it. Get some cheeses that you like. You know, you can usually grab an individual apple and just start mixing it up. I mean, that's yeah. some of the fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how can you go wrong with a bottle of wine or even apple cider, sparkling cider, and then having friends over to sample cheese and Yeah, apples. you can't. Like, come you on. can't. <laughs> and that's another thing, sparkling cider you mentioned. I love, in the summertime, um, you know, I think everyone thinks apple cider in the fall. I love to take um, some real cold apple cider in the summer and mix mm -hmm. it with just plain seltzer, and it, it's like a little spritzer, and it's so refreshing. Oh, I'm going to do that. Wait, yeah. do you put any kind of alcohol in that? Or no? You can definitely do that if you want to. What you put in rum? I didn't make, or even vodka. Just vodka? Yeah. But just playing the sparkling is nice. Yeah. Just the sparkling cider. I like mm -hmm. that. I'm going to try that. And it probably saves on calories, too. Yeah, Versus exactly. like a sugary drink. Right, because apple like cider does have calories, but those are all natural sugars mm -hmm. because you're getting the true pulp of the apple in there. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you can cut the calories in half by doing that. Ooh, I love that idea. Yeah. So um, apples are healthy, and that's something you, of course, advocate as well. Absolutely. Um, what other tips do you have about healthy eating in apples? Um, you know, well, I... I that old adage, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, um, you know, we like to believe that it really is true. I mean, there's just, uh, I, I try to eat an apple every day myself, um, and, but certainly having this job has made that easier. But um, there's so much research that's been done about working apples and other fruits and vegetables into your diet, um, and some of that can be found on the website too. But, um, you know, one of the great things about apples is it's portable and it's right. high in fiber, so it's gonna help keep you full for a good snack on the go. But I think, you know, aside from apples, I mean, we're part of the um, Produce for Better Health Foundation, which is the five a day program. And it really is, I would just encourage anyone to try to work in those five servings of fruits and vegetables. Right. And it's so easy to do. Right. I mean, and you, you know, it doesn't have to be boring or feel like a chore, yeah. you know? It really can be really tasty. Mm -hmm. So what is the name of the recipe that you're doing? Because I want to link that onto the blog post about this um, Yeah, so I'm doing, I'm calling it a green machine apple, kale, and Brussels salad. Uh -huh. um, and I think the reason I, I did this is, you know, it's, we're kind of at that transition between yeah. summer and fall, and it... it it still kind of celebrates the last of the, the summer bounty, but gets into some of those heartier um, 
fall vegetables and, and of course, the apples. Um, but it's really healthy, but, you know, there's also some protein in there. So um, it would be a perfect side dish or even if something great to pack for a, a lunch, make or make ahead mm -hmm. and take for your lunch. So And you could probably, looking at the ingredients, this is something you could serve at a holiday, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would be a perfect side dish even at Thanksgiving right. or, you know, like I said, it's kind of that perfect transitional dish, so even at a um, Labor Day picnic. Right, right, perfect. And last question, how um, should we store apples, especially if you pick them up um, locally grown when they're fresh? What's yeah. the best way to store them? How long can you usually store them? You know, I think a lot of times people go home and just put them in a bowl on the countertop, and yes. you don't want to do that. Um, it's always best to refrigerate apples. Um, you can keep them loose in your crisper drawer. You can also put them in a loose plastic bag and even spritz them. But um, if you put them right into the refrigerator when you get home, when you get home, they're going to last for several several weeks. Right. Now, some varieties last longer. Um, but that's the best thing to do. Apples have a really great um, uh, cold storage life. Okay. Yeah. So even if you have like a basket, like if you do serious hardcore apple picking and you come home with an excessive amount of apples and you want to do sauce later, can you store them probably like in a laundry basket in the garage if the garage is a cool place to keep them? Yeah, or? I mean, if I if I couldn't fit them all in my refrigerator, I'd mm -hmm. probably try to keep them in the basement or something in a, in a cool, dry place. Okay. Uh, definitely the refrigerator's best. You're going to get the, the most life and the best texture out of them. Okay. Um, but, you know, sometimes, like you said, if you're doing a big canning or... Um, you know, pie making, that might not be possible. So keep them in a cool, dry place. So keep them in the fridge. Otherwise, um, you can cool, dry place, but probably not for as long. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So one more time, Julie, the website that people can go to for the local events, farms, and recipes. PennsylvaniaApples.org. Okay, perfect. And then we'll link your recipe. I'm so excited to try it. We'll link it on Phoebe'sPureFood.com with the podcast, this podcast episode. And uh, I really encourage people, I think, I love shopping in season and locally, and it's still into September and October. It's not, it, we haven't run out of that opportunity. Oh, it hasn't absolutely not. Because the weather's getting chillier. So I think we should spend some time getting out and meeting, meeting our local growers. I agree. And I bring agree. your family, because there's so many events um, that are hosted at our local farms. And this is beautiful. I'm looking at all of the apples that keep coming out for sampling. So, and this is probably things that they do at local events too. Yes, absolutely. Um, apple sampling. Yeah, things. so everyone should, you know, get out and take advantage of it. And like you said, know your farmer, know your food, and and support, you know, local economies. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time. I thank hope the class you. goes well. I'm sure it will. And um, for more recipes and destinations and fun things to do, of course, you can find me at phoebespurefood.com. And please leave us a review. Let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, thanks for tuning in and your patience and listening as we record live at the farm stand. Thanks so much. Bye.